0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: It's
0: December 1st, 1900, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors
1: Picture it, thousands of beer barrels being emptied into the streets But this wasn't a teetotaler revolution Even the most hardened boozer wouldn't have touched these Because the contents were laced with arsenic
0: Yes, and the backstory to this moment of massive beer wastage was that lots and lots of people had started turning up to hospital and doctors really didn't know what the story was and initially they had actually made the connection that it was something to do with alcohol, but what they thought was that it was a condition that they called alcoholic neuropathy,
2: which was basically people drinking too much. And the symptoms were characterised by progressive paralysis, dropping of the hand and feet... And extreme tenderness of the soles and leg muscles. So, dozens yeah. of people turned up all over Manchester and Salford with these symptoms at hospital, and the doctors basically thought the patients weren't being honest. If you yeah. read between the lines, it must have got a bit like, "So, do you drink beer, sir?" Well, yes, but uh, do you drink a little bit more than you should? Well, not, not really. Don't worry, sir, we won't judge you. Yeah, he's a chronic alcoholic. <laughs> and that's just what they assumed all these people were, because they'd all drunk beer once. Right,
0: and part of what was underpinning their lack of belief in the people that they were treating was that largely the people who were turning up to hospital were poorer and more working-class people, and there's a very good reason for that, which we'll explain in a moment. But that really triggered the prejudices of the doctors who were seeing them, that they thought... It, well, this is some condition of the drinking classes and that's how we will treat it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's more than a touch of lazy classes victim blaming going on because this had been going on for years it was centered around the northwest mostly in Manchester and Salford and people have been turning up to the doctor with these symptoms for years and years and they were just not believed if they tried to say no I'm not you know because there is such a thing as alcoholic neuropathy I don't expect it's got a different name now but it's a real condition but it happens you have to be an extremely excessive drinker and what had happened was that the doctors were so reluctant to connect the dots in any way other than you know kind of bringing it back to socioeconomic factors that it developed this weird belief that alcoholism was having a peculiar manifestation in that area rather than that it was something else altogether. Dr. Kellenack of the Manchester Royal Infirmary had written multiple neuritis, which is another word for this, has long been recognised as a common penalty borne by those who indulge in alcoholic drinks in Manchester and districts. You know, people knew it was happening and they'd kind of just been like, well, I guess that's what happens if you drink a lot in Manchester.
0: And there were two news events that served to just reinforce their assumptions. The first in 1900 was the ongoing Boer War, and people were being accused of having massive drunken celebrations every time there was a major victory like there was in 1900 at Mafeking, which made a hero out of British leader Robert Baden-Powell, who we spoke about on the first Boy Scouts episode of July 29th. But there was also this general election, the so-called Khaki election in October that was called Early by Lord Salisbury, then Conservative Prime Minister, and he was hoping to just sort of ride this patriotic tide back into office. But people had long thought that elections triggered mass drinking events in any case, so they were looking at these... <laughs> they do in <it> me. <laughs> ..which is understandable. <laughs> but these two events came to be kind of ways that doctors went, well, look, they've just been out there being louts on the streets getting drunk, and that's why they're in here now.
2: Yeah, it was only when the scale of this epidemic revealed itself, that people truly understood what was going on, which was that various brewers in the north of England had perhaps been poisoning their customers for years and not realising it. And in total, over 6,000 people suffered from arsenic poisoning through beer drinking throughout England, and at least 70 people died. And in fact, the likely cause for the poisoning of beer was the malt substitutes and sulfuric acid being used to speed up the brewing process.
0: And the cheap stout that people were drinking was known as fourpenny beer, which I know that, like, with inflation and all of that, but the <laughs> idea of getting a beer... <laughs> Try getting a beer for a fourpenny these days. Oh, that's, that's a dream. <laughs> Mind you, I don't want it with arsenic, thanks.
1: Well, and one victim was a two-year-old landlord's daughter who developed symptoms of arsenic poisoning after she was offered sips of beer from customers.
0: Oh. oh.
1: So the arsenic was getting into the system from this practice of basically padding out barley, which was expensive, with cheap glucose syrup. And the way this was made was that starch was heated alongside sulfuric acid, and that was a quick way to produce this glucose. So the acid that was being used by the sugar refinery contained pyrites, more commonly known as fool's gold, and those were laced with arsenic. Which is
2: all a very modern tale, isn't it? Like, it strikes me Mm. as having a modern echo in the kind of slow onslaught of diabetes across the Western world as we've replaced sugars with corn syrup in our diet of processed food. And it's also a supply chain story, this, isn't it, which kind of feels quite modern. You know, in the old days, if a brewery had done the whole process themselves from beginning to end, they'd have known what was in all of their ingredients. But even in 1900, you're at a stage where, yeah, okay, you're using a sugar refinery near Liverpool, you're using sulfuric acid to make that sugar from a firm in Leeds, but nonetheless, like, you're slightly losing track of what's going into your own product.
0: The Manchester Courier attributed the blame to, quote, the mania for cheapness which taints the whole of commercial life today, which has provided an object lesson in the evils of drink by suppliers, careless of the most elementary principles of honesty so long as they can squeeze a little bit of extra profit out of the transaction. This is such a contemporary story.
1: Yeah, and we're at the beginning of this kind of progressive era where people were starting to become concerned about adult alterated food and drink and there was finally some government action on those but interestingly the year before a government inquiry had concluded that ingredient swapping as was being done you know with adding the glucose to the barley did not violate the sale of food and drugs act and i suppose that's because when you're looking at the really egregious cases of the victorian times and before you know you have people literally putting sawdust in bread Mm. it probably didn't seem like it was particularly harmful to be putting sugar syrup in beer and of course it wouldn't have been had there not been arsenic in it
0: And as soon as this occurred, there was this massive round of finger pointing because the brewers then all pointed their fingers at this particular
2: sugar supplier called Bostock's. Their drunken, shaky, droopy fingers.
0: (laughs) Acid-laced. And Bostock then pointed their fingers at an acid supplier called Nicholson's. And Nicholson said, well, we never promised to supply you with unharmful acid, as if they just didn't know what the the sugar companies were going to be doing with their acid in any case and serving it up to people. And the claims mounted up to this massive whopping bill of £136,000 that brewers were then expected to start paying back to customers who had been wronged by this.
2: But it eventually all fell on Bostock, which was the sugar supplier. And although there would have been obviously a lot of public sympathy for the families who were affected by this, it is complicated, I think, emotionally by the fact that alcohol is a poison. You still get this, don't you, with victim blaming Mm. when someone has you know, in the tabloid vernacular, done it to themselves. Mm. No one drinks because they think it's good for them. Although, admittedly, there was probably more mixed messaging about that in 1900. But nonetheless, (laughs) it's a recreational product that we know is not healthy. Mm. So the brewer was able to kind of imply, look, sorry, we didn't harm your health in the way you were expecting. (laughs) But (laughs) you don't drink our stuff (laughs) to, to be healthy. Yeah. And uh, again, you know, still an argument that is sort of used in these kinds yeah. of legal cases these days, isn't it? Right. You drink because elections. Right. And what, also, like, think about wine labelling. Yeah, it still basically doesn't exist.
0: At the time, many of the brewing companies decided to generate their own positive publicity material to kind of counter <laughs> this um, slight arsenic in beer poisoning issue. We'll only
2: give you cirrhosis. <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing.
0: Yeah, that's, that's sort of the... Well, no, OK. So this is how one of them reads. And because it's in quite shouty capitals, uh, I'm going to give it the emphasis that it deserves. But the ad goes, Pure beer, Daniel Higson Limited. Our ales and stouts are and have always been brewed from the very finest materials. And we unhesitatingly guarantee their absolute purity. <laughs> so, yeah, it just was the, you know, that the, they came out trying to uh, go, well, look, we have had this issue, but now we're, we're pulling up... Our- Socks and doing things about it.
2: I mean, a lot of oldie worldy monikers for alcohol have been repurposed in the modern age of craft liquor, but I still can't imagine arsenical beer really getting any traction with it. <laughs> it still feels like a thing you'd want to avoid drinking if you can. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow. He just really liked domes. He just really <laughs> wanted to build a dome. Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors.
0: Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, part of the ACAST Creator Network.
2: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS.